It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without agreeing with it. Aristotle. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. The bad advice that we're going to be talking about today is something I think we get mostly from outside the writing world. People within the writing world know and understand and generally accept this, but you will constantly get people from the outside questioning, why are you writing something so dark? I've also seen this particular bit of bad advice come from the faith-based writing community and the middle grade YA writing community. And that's if you're writing something down, you are glorifying it. That is terrible advice. I have so many problems with this. 1984 did not glorify the complete dictatorship of society and absolute control over the people. A lot of the times by writing something, authors are bringing awareness to something that really exists. We're not glorifying it. We are showing it in the gory details to open people's eyes. There is a logic behind why people say this, that writing something glorifies it. It's a flawed logic, but the logic is something like, well, you understand as an author what it's like to be racist because your character is racist. Therefore, you are racist. Or only somebody who is willing to do something like that could write something like that. Only somebody who's willing to torture and murder and flay someone alive could write something where someone's flayed alive. I feel like this quote that we had at the beginning is perfect response to the idea that if you write it down, you must agree with it. I've never actually killed someone, but I understand the concept, and I've thought through a lot of different ways of how to kill people. I do not advocate killing people. You can entertain an idea without agreeing with it, without thinking that idea is true. I entertain ideas about whether or not the Fae are really out there and if I could ever have magical powers. Doesn't mean that I actually think I'm gonna have magical powers one day. I mean, it'd be cool, but I digress. There's also this idea that if something is written down, it's permanent and true. A lot of how the world and how humanity learned to read and write came from works of scripture. So there is something that people attach as writing and divinity attached to each other that you can't argue with it. We see it written in text, therefore we're more likely to believe it than if it's in a picture or video. There are a lot of reasons why this particular piece of advice or belief is simply bad. And number one is not every character thinks the same way. They should not think like you. They should not think like each other. You should have a character who is a little more willing to go out and murder and stab for a good cause. And you should have a character who says, no, that's terrible. It's a life. Let's not take away from it. You as the author need to be able to think from all of these different perspectives but that doesn't mean that's who you are. And please, please, please do not make your villains inconvenient. Make them villainous. If your villain wants to take over the world, understand the logic behind it. Just because they're opposed to your main character doesn't mean there isn't a logic behind the antagonist in your story. 
I think this is the thing that we run in most often with that faith-based writing and absolutely nothing against people who write faith-based stories. They have a place in the world and they are a very good thing. But so often the villains in these stories are inconvenient at best because the authors don't want to delve into that kind of evil that would make a villain a true villain. That's the bad thing. It makes all of the difficulties and the trials that these heroes have to face kind of meh. You have to have the good and the bad. And if your bad is never truly bad, your good is never truly good. Not every action that happens in your story needs to have a moral alignment to it. Go ahead and write these freedom versus security type stories. It doesn't always have to be good versus evil. You can understand both sides and people can be on opposite sides of a coin without either one being morally correct. I am a Star Trek person. You are a Star Wars person. That does not make you less of a human being than me. I think the one place where I struggle with this one is that if you've ever seen the show Manhunt, where Paul Bettany plays Ted Kaczynski... I was watching this and really struggling because I agreed with some of the ideas that Ted Kaczynski had in his manifesto. Not everything should have this moral alignment. Yes, some of the ideas that he had, I absolutely agree with. Doesn't mean I agree with what he did. Doesn't mean I agree with going out to bomb and kill people to make a point. I encourage you to have your hero think, well, the villain might have a point on blank. The morality behind it doesn't really have to play a factor. If you're writing only good and wonderful things, then it's very difficult to have a story with impact. So there is a way to apply this bad advice in a healthy way. First of all, know your audience and limit yourself to what they want to read. If you are writing for middle schoolers, avoid sexual assault in your story. Avoid a lot of the gory graphic violence. That's not really what middle schoolers are going to want to read. And if you feel like you are glorifying something that you don't want glorified in your story, write it down and then edit it. There are a couple of different ways you can approach editing it that will help you not glorify something but still keep it in your story. You can shorten it. You know, if you have a scene that is very dark, very gory, very gruesome or whatever, shorten up the scene, tighten it up, and that should be able to help not glorify in the gore. Also, have a character that is arguing against it. If all of your characters agree, it's a boring story, regardless of what they're agreeing on. To be clear, it should be a character that the readers will root for that argue against it. Because if it's the villain arguing against it, then it starts to look like, okay, well, maybe the villain's not actually that much of a bad guy because he recognizes the bad thing in this. Unless that's the kind of story you want to tell, like the ambivalence of morality and how not all good guys are good and how not all bad guys are bad. But that's a whole nother thing. So if someone looks at you and says, hey, you're a terrible person because you write terrible things in your story. There are a handful of ways that we want you to respond to this bad advice. Pretending things you don't like just don't exist is putting your head in sand. It doesn't get rid of the problem. It doesn't make it all go away. So just because some people out there are anti-LGBTQ+, doesn't mean that you shouldn't write those characters into your story. 
Just because you may not agree with the philosophy doesn't mean the LGBTQ plus community doesn't exist. It is a delicate balance. No matter your personal thoughts and ideas or philosophies or beliefs on it, if you put them into your story, you should do it in a way that is kind to that community. You don't have to make all of them heroes, but you need to have some kind of a balance. This goes for any kind of marginalized group. Just because you don't agree doesn't mean you shouldn't include it, but if you do include it, be careful with it. If someone says this to me because I'm a spiteful, bitter old maid, I lean into it. If someone says, your character's drinking out of a human skull, that's so evil and dark. I'll go, eh, well, maybe, but at least they're being, like, environmentally friendly because they've environmentally sourced this entirely organic instead of using plastic cups. I mean, they're being responsible by using every part of the body that they murdered. Like most of the advice we're talking about this month. It's really difficult to argue with people when they've dug their heels in. So if someone says this to you, just lean into it. For me, I just go, yeah, I am a villain. Okay, moving on. Another way that you can respond is that conflict makes the story. Without conflict, without the good and the bad, you don't have a story. If it is only good, what's standing in their way? What is keeping the hero from just winning at the beginning? Ultimately, this bit of advice is a fear control tactic saying you're a terrible person trying to scare you into not writing it's fear of being judged fear that my grandma will read the story and think i'm a mass murderer fear that bad things will happen if you write the story their opinions don't matter especially on that first draft instead write selfishly if you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 